the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol is the executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. She serves as past chairman of the board of directors for the National Council on Aging. She had been a member of the Ray's Family Caregiving Advisory Council, has a master's degree in social gerontology, and was one of Next Avenue's top 50 influencers on aging. Carol, we've got a great guest today. We, we are so privileged to have Secretary Barkoff from the Administration on Community Living to talk about the Ray's Family Caregiving National Strategy. I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, let me take a moment and introduce Secretary Barkoff. She's the Acting Administrator and Assistant Secretary for Aging. She was sworn in as the Principal Deputy Administrator on January 20th, 2021, and is currently serving as ACL's Acting Administrator and as the Acting Assistant Secretary for Aging. She provides executive leadership and coordination for ACL programs nationwide and addresses the HHS secretary on issues affecting people with disabilities and other adults. She's a graduate of Cornell University and earned her doctorate degree, her JD degree with highest honors from Emory University School of Law and Secretary Barkoff. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Thank you so much for having me. Let me kick it off because uh, Carol mentioned uh, the background that you have and the work you're involved in. How did you become interested in aging? And I know you've got a personal story when it comes to disability. So I really have been involved in the mission of ACL, which is focused on helping older adults and people with disabilities live and fully participate in their communities. And that's really been a mission of my own life. My brother was born with a disability at a time when all families were told, like mine was, that the best and only place for my brother was in an institution. And my parents said no. They wanted my brother to have a life that looked like mine and my sister's. So from a young age, I really joined the disability community and also the aging community in fighting for those services that help people with disabilities and older adults live in their own homes and participate in their own communities. I also was raised at a time when there was a lot of civil rights laws being passed and I was part of the community that helped pass the Americans with Disabilities Act in 1990 that created a right for people to be included in their community. Um, I went on to law school and became a civil rights lawyer, and I've really spent my whole career working both on law and policy related to community living and inclusion. Um, this is my third stint. 
Uh, in the federal government, I've had a chance to work at a number of agencies, including the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice, at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, at the Department of Labor, and of course now at ACL. And all of my work has really been focused on supporting people with disabilities and older adults in the community. And when I've been in the nonprofit sector, I've really worked in coalition. And that's where I've seen the incredible power of bringing together the aging and disability communities around our shared priorities. Um, so I really have the, uh, the mission of ACL is, is part of my own story and, and really in my heart and soul. Well, um, Secretary Barkoff, talk a little bit about this Raise Family Caregiver Act. I mean, what is it and, and, and what's it about? So as, as many of the listeners know, because I know this is focused on, on caregivers, being a family caregiver can both be rewarding and challenging. And when caregivers don't get the support that they need, their health, their well-being, their quality of life can suffer, and frankly, their ability to support the person that they love. And after a number of years of advocacy from the aging and disability communities, Congress passed what is the Raise Family Caregiver Act into law in 2018 to really help address the issues that caregivers face. And this act created a federal advisory council, which you, Carol, were, uh, were able to be a part of. And one of the key requirements for this council was to create a national strategy to support family caregivers. And in, in really uh, passing this law, Congress cited a number of reasons and areas that this strategy needed to focus on. So one is around awareness and outreach. Many people who are caregiving don't actually see themselves as caregivers. So they don't even know about the kinds of services and supports that are out there. Now, a second issue that Congress raised that's really been a focus of uh, the, the RAISE uh, Council is the fact that family caregivers are often expected to provide supports and services and care, but aren't included in some of those conversations where they are you know, getting assigned tasks and responsibilities. So making sure that, of course, with the consent of the person receiving care, but that family caregivers are included on teams. We also need to make sure that there are services and supports for family caregivers. It can be an exhausting job and things like respite are really important so family caregivers can take a break and do things to take care of themselves. There's also a lot of financial implications for caregivers. Um, a staggering $522 billion in lost income due to family caregiving. And so we really, in the, in the RAISE uh, Council, focused on the financial and workplace challenges. And then finally, we really need to broaden our knowledge base about caregiving. We have some estimates of numbers, but we know they are major underestimates of the number of people providing caregiving and really the impact it has on their economy. And I'll just mention, Ron, that um, in addition to the RAISE Act, a similar law was passed called the Supporting Grandparents Raising Grandchildren's Act, or SGRG. Um, and it has similar goals focused on um, the, the many times that grandparents step in 
um, in a number of situations or other type of kin to really help uh, raise children, oftentimes children with disabilities. So we brought those two councils together to create that first ever national family caregiver strategy. We're gonna come right back to this. And, and by the way, uh, Secretary, you're looking at someone who adopted three children who were my grandkids and were raising them. So uh, I know very well uh, what that experience can be like. Amazing. Also, for those who may have just joined us, I want you to know you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, is with us, and we're talking with Assistant Secretary for Aging at the Department of Health and Human Services, Allison Barkoff. Carol? Well, you know, one of the things Allison mentioned was the council, and, and I had the privilege of serving on the council, but what I want listeners to know that was a surprise to me was how many people on the council, this was not a group of professionals, academicians, the people on the council, most everyone had experience as a caregiver. It was a lived experience as well as I'll say a little bit of um, personal frustration in a professional way of seeing some of the gaps uh, that caregivers experience. So it was both. And I think that really made a difference that we all had that personal connection. So as you take a look at the issues uh, and the uh, attention being focused at the national level, uh, Secretary Barkov, have, have we reached a point now uh, where Congress and the country will begin to act and take seriously what caregiving is all about? Well, Ron, it's always hard to predict what, what Congress is going to do, but I will say what has been amazing and what I've said each time I've had a chance to address the council is probably when we started this work and before COVID, you know, some people thought about caregiving issues, but it was definitely not front and center. And I think what's really been amazing is COVID really shown an incredible spotlight on the fact that family caregivers really are the backbone of our long-term services and support system. And what we saw in COVID as people lost access to formal services and supports is more and more families had to take on. And, you know, I think that's what really led to the fact that um, we have a president now who in his top handful of priorities has put the care economy and the care infrastructure. We saw a huge bill being considered by Congress that a real centerpiece was investments in home and community-based services and people who provide the paid care and in strategies to support family caregivers. Um, I open up the newspaper or a magazine or turn on the radio and nearly every day I see something about caregiving. We have become the like the conversation at dinner tables. And so I think what was so amazing to me and what I said, and I said to the council every time, lean in. This is not just another report going to Congress. You know, this is something that can truly shape policy. Ron, I'll say that I just saw yesterday something that is heartening. Um, you know, I know we live in a polarized world and there are not many issues that tend to be bipartisan. Um, but I saw a study yesterday that across the political spectrum, when you ask about questions about investments in family caregivers, it's like way up in the 80s and 90s across the board. Um, you know, I, I track what happens in Congress and we've seen bipartisan bills related 
to family caregivers. So I'm going to be glass half full. And I'm going to say, regardless of kind of the political environment, I think we have some wind behind our back to really start seeing some differences and some, um, some policy priorities, maybe even some investments um, in Congress and, and hopefully in state legislatures and, and in state policy. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. For those who just joined us again, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Allison Barkoff, Assistant Secretary of Aging, is with us. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. We're so pleased you joined us and are listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Our special guest today, Secretary Allison Barkoff, Assistant Secretary for Aging in the Department of Health and Human Services. And Carol Zerniel, the floor is yours. Well, uh, Assistant Secretary Barkoff, we have a new national strategy related to family caregivers. What is significant about a national strategy for caregiving? Carol, you know, there's been a lot of efforts over the last 20 years. We've had a range of federal legislation and programs to address family caregivers. We've had things like the National Family Caregiver Support Program or the Lifespan Respite Program or the VA Caregiver Support Program. So there have been steps, and these are all really, really great efforts. But until now, there has not been a single unified and coordinated approach to supporting family caregivers. So the National Family Caregiver Strategy is really the first time we have looked across the federal government with 15 federal agencies participating together saying, what can we do? Not just what can we do, but actually they were commitments. What will we do and how can we coordinate those? And it's not just about what the federal government can do. What's so amazing about the National Family Caregiver Strategy is there's something in this for everyone. This is not just about the public sector. This is about the private sector too. This is about philanthropy. This is about businesses. This is about advocates. And it's not just about even federal policy. It's about state and local policies. So I think what's really important is this is the first time we have looked across the whole spectrum, and really looked at what is every tool in our toolbox? How do we align those? How do we be force multipliers by working together? And how do we really knit together into a unified strategy, something that everyone can be part of? Um, When we rolled out the strategy and I spoke to the council, what I really leaned in on was there is something for everyone here, and we need everyone to be a part if we are going to really solve and make progress on how to really support family caregivers. So I think this is unprecedented what we have done. 
Um, and I am really optimistic that we are going to have a big impact by working from the same playbook, but also knowing that it's not set in stone, things change. And so what's really beautiful about this national family caregiver strategy is that we send a report to Congress every year. We are held accountable. What are we doing? And every two years, we have the opportunity to update this strategy. And I'm hoping, Carol, two years from now that we will be saying, check, we've done this, check, we've done this, and here's 10 new things to fill in behind that of how we can work together. As you put the strategy together and worked with the council, what were some of the surprises for you? I think some of the really important surprises for me, so I came in and the council had already been chosen, had already been starting this work. Um, you know, one thing I, I want to put a fine point on what Carol said, you know, people can approach issues to this, you know, academic ivory tower lens. And, you know, that's that's nice. We, we do need academics. But I was so amazed at the passion and the commitment that people brought to this because this was their stories. This was their own personal lived experience. So I think that was one thing I really was pleased about. Now, the second thing was this public-private partnership. It was pretty amazing. Now, the Johnny Hartford Foundation approached ACL as, as we started um, initiating this, this project and said, how can we contribute? How can we fill in gaps? And so the foundation's support made the work just so much richer and the number of tools and um, other convenings we were able to do around the Rays Council was just really so amazing. And then really the pleasant surprise for me, and, and it's like I said before, the moment in time. I just don't think there could have been a better moment in time for us to be lifting up these caregiving issues as our country, really everyone is talking about them. So this seizing the moment opportunity was truly one of the most pleasant surprises about this um, initiative. Well, and I think as a member of the council, I was surprised at the depth of conversation around who was a caregiver, who are we talking about, who's included. Can you talk a little bit about that process and who is the caregiver in the RAISE Act? Yeah, you know, it it was really amazing. And, and I think, um, as as we often say, everyone in their life will either be a caregiver receive care, or often both. And it's really is broad. I think part of raise in the recognize is people often don't see themselves as caregivers. It's a, such a broad group of people. Now, it might be someone who's caring for an aging parent. It might be someone who is caring for their spouse who is sick. It might be someone who is caring for a child with a disability. It might be a kinship family. It might be a grand family. And so the complete diversity of type of caregiving, but the commonalities, I think was really, really important. Um, you know, another thing that I thought was done so well with the council, and it really is one of the kind of first principles, is recognizing there's really, in addition to the different types of caregivers, there is really a like cultural element to caregiving. Caregiving means really, really different things, and there are different expectations in different types of communities. Um, I literally was just 
coming before this interview from a meeting with tribal leaders. And I was sharing with them the National Raised Family Caregiver Act. I said it was out for comment. We really need your input. And again and again, what they said to me is, we don't see what we are doing with our tribal elders as caregiving. It's just who we are. And then I think that's one of the really important points in here. We need to help people understand what they are doing is caregiving. So then they can seek out the kinds of supports that they need. Um, but I, I think those were some of the really important pieces about the breadth of types of caregivers, what it looks like in different communities, and really just diversity in every sense of the word around caregivers. Well, I think the way that you have framed it and the council has framed it with this diversity is the strength of the strategic plan. If all of those different types of caregivers hold hands across the spectrum, across ages, across cultures, then you have critical mass. And somebody that doesn't care about just aging or just disabilities, you know, if we can join hands and show that that care force and caregiving writ large is indeed all of us, that's the power of the strategic plan. Carol, I agree, all boats rise together. And you know, in ACL, we have the aging and disability portfolios. And I think we try to walk that walk every day, bringing together communities that have real commonalities and at times differences. Um, and I think one thing the report does really well and that the RAISE Council did is both identifying those places we can work together and also recognizing the different approaches that different types of caregivers might need. You know, someone who is caring for someone at the end of their life is a really different kind of, um, uh, they might need a different kind of support than a parent who might be caring for a child with a disability over the child's entire lifespan. So I think the report both celebrates the diversity, recognizes differences, and really focuses on the common ground and the places that we can all advocate for change together to support the whole range of caregivers. In the few minutes we have left, let me take you back when Allison was a little girl and your parents made that decision to keep your brother at home, which was at that time a marvelous choice and a challenging choice they made. How did that affect you? The irony of what the doctors told my parents, which was for the well-being of your other children, put Evan away. The irony is I am who I am because I am Evan's sibling. You know, the passion that I bring, my career, um, I grow every day from my close relationship with my brother. And it's not just me and my family. I think if you talk to probably thousands of people, it's kind of a ripple that people who have gotten to know my brother, who now not only had the opportunity to grow up at home, he in his own right became a disability rights leader. He is truly leading that, that life as a valued, full participant in his community. And the number of people that I meet throughout my life, um, you know, I may be the assistant secretary for aging here, but when I go back to Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Evan's sister. And everybody is like, wow, Evan impacted my life in X or Y way. I became a special education teacher. I, you know, I'm so much more sensitized to disability. I'm a better person because of this. So, you know, our communities are so much richer 
when we include everyone. I know the same is true when we really talk about um, older adults and so many people who you know, look at their relationship with their grandparents and how that has really shaped who they are. So I think what you see throughout the National Family Caregiver Strategy, um, you know, I can certainly speak to it as a family caregiver myself, is our communities are richer when we value people, when we support people. That includes people with disabilities, that includes older adults, and that, of course, includes the people who provide support and care to people. Well, I don't want to let you go with that asking where can people go to comment, to read and comment on the National Strategic Plan? So um, you can go to ACL's page and it's acl.gov slash caregiver strategy. acl.gov slash all one word caregiver strategy. We really need your voices. We need you to tell us where did we get it exactly right? Where did we forget something important? And as I said, these are not comments that are just gonna be filed away in a drawer. These are comments that are gonna shape the next iteration of the National Family Caregiver Strategy. I am confident that we will make progress and I am equally confident that we will continue to have more work to do together. So please, please, we need your voices and we need your, um, to join us really in this important advocacy together. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Assistant Secretary for Aging, Allison Barkoff. Secretary Barkoff, it was a delight talking with you. Thank you for sharing Evan's story with us as well. Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.